For Radio K-Man News, I'm Felicia Rankin-Solins. Cabinet has approved an order under Schedule 2 of the Customs Tariff Act 2023 revision to allow a temporary increase of the duty-free allowance for residents returning by air to the Cayman Islands for the holiday season. From December 1, 2023 till January 5, 2024, Cayman residents returning from a visit overseas will be allowed to bring in duty-free, dutiable personal and household goods, not including merchandise, up to a value of 1,000 CI. This is an increase of 500 CI. The Department of Education Services issues a statement after reports of an altercation between two educators at a local primary school. Radio Cayman's April Cummings has more. DES says it is aware of the alleged altercation between the two educators at Joanna Clark Primary yesterday. DES Director Mark Ray says they understand the concerns raised by this alleged incident and are committed to ensuring the safety and well-being of all students and staff. As a result of the incident, DES is working closely with the school's administration and other relevant authorities to conduct a thorough investigation into the incident. In the meantime, as a precaution, the involved parties have been assigned to work remotely to ensure the school environment remains safe and supportive for all students and staff. The school's leadership has also taken measures to minimize any impact on student learning and to support students who may have been privy to this alleged incident. DES says it is also exploring a range of possible interventions to address not only this incident, but to prevent similar occurrences from happening in the future. That could include retraining all staff on conflict resolution and providing additional support for students and staff affected by any similar incident. DES says it is committed to upholding the highest standards of conduct for all educators and ensuring that Joanna Clark Primary School remains a safe, supportive, and welcoming environment. April Cummings, Radio Cayman News. The Commissioner of Police says businesses should not resist robbers. Radio Cayman's Jebby Ebanks explains. Crimes such as robberies seem more commonplace in modern Cayman society. But what should business owners do when they become the target? Police Commissioner Kurt Walton. I would say if someone comes and puts a gun to you as a shop owner, my position is for $300 or $400, it is not worth it. Instead, he says not to resist and to weigh out the risks of fighting back. What happens if that person decides, well, I'm not going to take the chance and pull the trigger? Is it really worth it? Is it really worth losing your life? And I think that's really what I'm trying to say, Jebby, is I don't think it's worth losing your life. But for many in the community, a robbery is not simply the loss of profit, but the loss of funds to provide for themselves and their families. The commissioner says it is not lost on him how difficult it can be. It is, I know, difficult at times for the community to accept that um, just don't resist, don't, don't, well, don't offer any resistance, don't um, put up a fight when someone has a gun pointed towards you. It's hard to digest us digest that as a community to say. Instead, he is asking the public to take the prevention is better than cure method and is asking the community, especially the business community, to consider ways to crime-proof their establishment. Well, I mean, so you've, you've got crime prevention measures you can put in place. You can look at um, alarm systems. You can look at the magnetic locks on your doors. You can put CCTV outside so you can buzz in people into before they come inside. While many of these methods are already commonplace, the commissioner says he does not support the view that the community should be thinking of arming themselves. My position as a police commissioner is absolutely not. I, I do think that's I, the business community that would be the wrong thing to do to be taking up arms, whether it's a machete or 
in this case a machete or other bladed weapons. There are other things you can do to look at your security measures. Mr. Walton says to help the community, members of the police service are taking extra steps to communicate with business owners and the community. He hopes that increased presence from officers will help reduce crime. Jevy Ebanks, Radio Cayman News. An application for a 257 subdivision in Northside is referred to the National Conservation Council. Radio Cayman's Paula Call has this and other decisions recently released by the Central Planning Authority. One of the items up for consideration at the CPA's October 25th meeting was a subdivision by Casabella Development. The subject properties are located on the east side of Frank Sound Road near the Jake Scott liquor store. They are currently vacant and the proposal is to create 253 new residential lots, two parcels as lands for public purposes and two road parcels. After reviewing the proposal in detail with the applicant, it was resolved to adjourn the application and refer the matter to the National Conservation Council as the CPA says, quote, there are many potential adverse effects. The authority also asked that the applicant to submit revised plans addressing comments from the National Roads Authority and the Department of Planning for things like road connections and traffic calming measures. Also at this meeting, the board granted conditional approval for six townhomes off Spice Drive in Bodden Town, a temporary tire shop on Hell Road in West Bay, a duplex on Ebanks Road in the same district, as well as the replacement of a seawall at the existing Salt Tank Farm on South Church Street in Georgetown. For Radio Cayman News, I'm Paul Akal. In other planning news, it's a go for launch. The CPA has given a thumbs up for a proposed new high school on the Linford Pearson Highway. Radio Cayman's Carsley Fuller has more on this and other decisions from the CPA's November 7th meeting. CF High School developers applied for a new school fence and sign in Georgetown on the Linford Pearson Highway west of Mangrove Point Apartments and north of Vela, directly south of the recently constructed Island Primary School. The high school, once built, will have a capacity of 150 students, 22 staff. It will include 10 classrooms, a science center, a library, a multi-use room reception, and an office block. There will, of course, also be a staff area and a student washroom block. While the site is zoned as low-density residential, the planning department pointed out the concept for the subdivision from inception was always for educational and recreational purposes. Other approvals at this meeting, an application for an after-the-fact duplex on Yellowstone Street in North Sound Estates, along with a duplex on Willywood Drive in Breakers. The board then heard from Advanced EV on their application for a contested automobile dealership on Crew Road. It was granted conditional approval. Public Works spoke to its application at this meeting for public washrooms and an outdoor shower at Governor's Beach. The Department of Environment at this meeting noted there is a marine reserve offshore the application side and it's adjacent to a beach that has been designated as critical nesting habitat for turtles. The department through the National Conservation Council directed the CPA to include conditions to protect turtles during construction, which the board did when it granted conditional approval. Reporting for Radio Cayman News, I'm Carsley Fuller. You can find the full meetings online at planning.ky. Don't be spooked by training exercises at the port. Hazard Management Director Danny Coleman tells Radio Cayman as part of the ongoing commitment to improving multi-agency response to emergency incidents involving hazardous materials, HMCI is coordinating a first responders course with several attendees from the fire service, police, EMS, the Red Cross, the Department of Environmental Health and the Port Authority. 
The training is a mixture of theoretical, obviously, input and practical application, uh, which will involve attendees carrying out a number of live play exercises at the port in Georgetown uh, to rehearse safe systems of work. Ms. Coleman says those involved will be wearing personal protective equipment, so heads up if you spot folks in hazmat suits at the Royal Watler Cruise Ship Terminal. The five-day course will be delivered three times over the next three weeks. The Family Resource Center joined countries around the world in raising up men this month with a number of activities, including a special forum on Monday. CIGTV's Simon Boxall. The Family Resource Center has organized various activities based on this, this year's theme as part of celebrating International Men's Day this year. The Department of Counseling Services hosted the State of Men and Boys Forum on Monday at the Marriott Hotel. Also, as part of the International Men's Day initiative, the Family Resource Center joined the global dialogue about manhood, masculinity, and the social issues that men and boys face. And as reflected in this year's theme, you're not alone, zero male suicide. The forum featured speakers on several topics that were timely and relevant to the men within the civil service. Guest speakers included David Scott, an internationally respected medical practitioner who has an extensive history of working in the field of wellness. Also, Mr. Trevor Snippy, vice president of Cayman National Bank, provided insight into the impact of financial stress and offered strategies to improve participants' financial management practices. The overall objective was to inspire participants to become agents of change by increasing their understanding on the subject areas and to create opportunities for dialogue to address risk factors and to explore solutions to address the various issues men face today. And that's your evening news. For Radio Cayman, I'm Felicia Rankin-Solins.